The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Jaylen and 630 Chad and Edmonton connected with BC via Linda Steele and 980 CKNW in Vancouver. And it was just a chance to talk to one another. To not just assume that we are on completely opposite sides of TMX, that we are polarized strangers when in fact we should be treating each other like neighbors that really need that cup of sugar quickly. And how can you help me get that sugar as quickly as I need it when this is one of our top priorities? And hey, it's going to benefit you too because when I come back, I'm going to give you a whole bag of sugar as thanks. (laughs) Am I taking the analogy too far? No, you're not taking it Do you know too, what I mean, though? I, I know what you mean. And, you know, we, we labeled it friends or foes. And it turns out that a lot of us just, we want to be friends, but we're we're just often labeled foes because of what what is said by, by maybe levels of government or or certain certain people that you go to for opinion. And then you buy yeah. into that opinion and you think that that is the opinion we should all have. There's perceived animosity, which then leads to animosity. And then we start involving stereotypes and then it gets nasty and there's names called and really there wasn't an issue to begin with. That's what's always fun for parents when you're trying to sort out what started the fight between your kids and they can't really identify what it was. I was an only child, so it was always just my fault. (laughs) Whatever was going on, I did not have a scapegoat. There was a little bit of a reason for me setting up the fact that we talked about friends and foes friends or foes yesterday with Jalen and Linda and please go back to the podcast you can get that at 630ched.com it's because this issue ties in beautifully with an opinion piece that Scott Gilmore wrote he's the editor at large for McLean's and he titled it Canada a nation of strangers good afternoon Scott good afternoon so I want to get into a little bit of what you have written why you wrote it, but I do think it ties in so, so well with the mudslinging that's happening between Alberta's Premier, Jason Kenney, and BC's Premier, John Horgan, and then we're twisting Trudeau up in the mix because he's at fault for everything. Absolutely. I, uh, you know, I, I grew up in Edmonton, actually, and so when I moved to Ontario, I was amazed at how disconnected these two provinces seem to be, even though you know we, we all have almost the same accent. We seem to be members of the same country, and we carry the same passports. But the truth is, is that we uh, tend to stay where we're born, and we don't have a very good understanding of what's going on in the rest of the country. And as a result, we, we act like it. It's such an interesting point, and I'm, I'm, I'm not looking for any sympathy. But I was, I was born in British Columbia, and I moved to Edmonton, and I live here now. I own a home here. This Edmonton is my home. And yet it took me a little while to shake that stereotype. Anytime I made any sort of comment about fracking or how we do things in the oil sands or what kind of changes could we make, because there was people knew that I was from B.C., instead of them perceiving this as a legitimate opinion and, and a thoughtful idea, it was, go back to BC in your canoe. And, 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 and it's those kind of comments that become very frustrating, and that's where that animosity starts to grow. Absolutely. You know, you're actually uh, in the minority. Only 15% of Canadians live outside of the province of where they're born. And we don't even travel inside of Canada. Canadians are twice as likely to go overseas for a vacation than they are to stay in the country, go to another province. So as a result, we don't really get to know each other. 
and we don't have that empathy that's necessary to be able to be you know citizens together in a healthy democracy and as you said earlier in your intro it's playing out in our politics and uh, across the country I'm from Ontario myself, and I was fortunate enough to, to go to the Maritimes and, and whatnot, but that was out of, of personal interest as well. Do you feel, I know money is a factor in this, and people not wanting to explore or not able to explore other parts of the country, but do you think people are starting to lack that interest as well and are just more comfortable staying at home or close to home? I, I think the numbers um, make that case. Canadians now, according to recent surveys, are far more likely to identify with their region than to identify with the country. You know, we are becoming less Canadian. We're becoming more Albertan, more Ontarian, more Quebecois. And if this trend continues, it's very serious. It has some real existential consequences for us as a nation. One of the lines from your piece of Canada, A Nation of Strangers in Maclean's, says that often you'll, you'll find government or or politicians wearing two faces, one smiling toward Quebec, the other winking at the rest of Canada. There is this kind of separation. And I see the point that you made right off the top about we really shouldn't have many issues with our neighbors just to to the west and just to the east of us when it comes to BC and Saskatchewan. We speak the same language. We have many of the same goals. We benefit from the same economies for the most part. And and yet there seems to be this real divide and it's growing countrywide. It, it, it is. There's a, there's a significant divide there. I don't think Canadians appreciate how big that divide is because we all sound alike. And so we just all sort of assume that it's all one big happy family. But it's more difficult for an Alberta tradesman to go across the border into British Columbia to do work or for a brewer to sell beer across the country or for, or for anybody to build a pipeline than it would be for a European nation. You know, there's fewer barriers between European nations than there are between Alberta or Canadian provinces. And so you could argue that, you know, <laughs> with that sort of autonomy, and it seems to be getting uh, growing, that, that our country may have a best before date. There's also fewer barriers for us to get just about any of our goods anywhere else except between our provinces and our own country when it comes to oil and everything. And I don't think the, you know, I'm based in Ottawa right now, and I don't think the politicians in this town uh, recognize how severe it's becoming. I, I don't think people appreciate the, uh, the alienation that you see, not just in Alberta, but across the country, and that it's growing, and that eventually it's going to hit a, a critical mass. Scott, the only time that I feel Canada is completely united and we're, we're all friends is during the Olympics, and we're watching hockey, and we're watching all the, the Olympic events. I mean, you go back to 2010 and, and the golden goal with Sidney Crosby, it was like the entire country was sitting in one living room watching that game together. But outside of those major moments, we really don't connect. Absolutely. I, you know what? You're the second person to say that to me today, and I want to disagree with you, but I can't come up with a with another example. The we, we tend to be so much more focused on where we are and not as the country as a whole. And every four years, we remember our red mittens, and, and that's when we start cheering for Canada. But that's not enough to keep a nation together. You had some pretty stunning statistics when it came to travel within our country and abroad. And I don't think it'll surprise a lot of people. I don't know if I'm putting you on the spot if you have that in front of you. Uh, but it's a lot easier to look at whether or not you want to make a trip down south to the beaches or off to Europe before you consider going to visit your family in Ontario from Alberta or going out to the East Coast to experience the red sand in Charlottetown. 
That's right. In uh, 2017, Canadians uh, spent 22 nights in other provinces, so the overnight trips to other provinces. They spent 38 million uh, nights in other other countries. And one of the reasons why is that on a per-kilometer basis, airfares in Canada are twice as expensive as they are in the United States. So why bother going to British Columbia or, uh, or to Quebec when it's so much easier to go down to Arizona or California? It cost me $900 to fly from northern BC. I was living in Dawson Creek, BC. I had to fly out of Grand Prairie. It was $900 to get down to Vancouver. And then it cost me $800 to fly into the airport in Amsterdam. It was I know, you know, Kelsey, it's absurd. My family spends their summers in northern Manitoba. And last year I realized that I could fly to literally every other country in the world, with the exception of North Korea or Bhutan, for less than it cost me to fly up to northern Manitoba. <laughs> so how, how do we? How could we possibly stay together as a country when when that's the case? I find it fascinating that you've been able to narrow in on airfare and travel within provinces and have been able to connect that up the rungs for when it comes to our political decisions, when we have to make decisions as a province or just work together as friends. BC and Alberta should be able to sit down and speak diplomatically about anything because we are from the same country. We shouldn't always have to identify and isolate Quebec as other. But you're right. How often are people from B.C. hopping on a plane and going to visit Montreal or Quebec City and seeing the culture there and getting to know the people and realizing they're not all evil and they're not all just taking our equalization payments with laughter? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there's very few forms for that to happen other than, you know, your radio show yesterday, apparently. But when you consider, for example, the very few times when our premiers from all the provinces get together at these first ministers' meetings, they don't treat it as an opportunity to figure out how to cooperate and how to make you know Canada greater than some of its parts. They're all there to just grab a greater piece of the pie and to solely defend their own particular provincial interests. So we need leadership from our premiers as well. What's the first step? What's the solution? Is it is it specifically going to our airlines in this country and saying, listen, you need to help us connect as Canadians? Or where, where do we go from here? Well, I think the very first step is recognizing that we actually have a problem. You know, Canada is a very comfortable country to live in, and so we tend to think that everything's going smoothly. But when you do start taking a look at the numbers, there is a real issue here that's going to have severe consequences. So the first step is acknowledging that. And then the next step is, if, if you're concerned about that, call your MLA. Call your member of parliament. You know, it's amazing how few Canadians actually do that, and it's also amazing how they respond to that sort of pressure. So tell them you're upset about the expensive airfares. Tell them you're fed up that you can't move beer across uh, uh, provincial borders. Tell them that you're, you're sick and tired of the fact that British Columbia and Alberta see themselves as foes. You know, our elected members of parliament, they listen to us, and they shouldn't have to listen to us only every four years. They should listen to us every single day. So pick up the phone. Call your member of parliament. Yell at them for a few minutes. They love that. They love it when you call yelling. It's a, it's a great way to start the conversation. Uh, one, one other thing that you had kind of tackled, you provided a bit of an analysis on how the first thing that we can do to be, take an active role in this, outside of obviously calling our parliamentarians, but facilitating youth volunteerism was something that you had focused on. Absolutely, yeah. You know, there, there is a, something called the Canada Corps, which is a, uh, a federal government program that helps underwrite uh, volunteerism period but it would be wonderful if we could do wonderful if we could do that as an excuse for people to volunteer in another province you know as a, after high school take a gap year and work in British Columbia or Newfoundland and vice versa 
uh, I think that would have a huge impact on trying to trying to create that national empathy that we so sorely lack. Scott, really appreciate your time and and your wisdom on this. Kelsey, it's always a pleasure. We'll harass you again soon. Even, I look forward to it. Even though you're in Ontario. <laughs> 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 That's Scott Gilmore. He's the editor-at-large for McLean's.